0: Hey devs, you're tuning in to the debug log number 80. So, this week is a resurgence of the long, long missed rapid fire roundup. So, this week we're talking about a lot of news news and notes with Unity's brand new 2017.1 release. There's a lot of things in this release, and we go into some detail about what that is. We also talk about some other cool articles that Andrea has found on the web, and there's also a special treat. Uh, another milestone for the debug log i will sing a little jingle which goes like happy birthday to you happy birthday to you sorry anyway it is our birthday it's our second year doing the debug log and we're super excited and we're glad you guys have been with us for these two years so without further ado this is the debug log episode
1: 80. you're listening to the debug log a podcast about game development my name's andrew curry i'm obino Para. and i'm ryan kilgore and tonight, in the middle of our nice, relaxing summer, we've been pretty light this summer, I think, but it's, it's, we've been on vacations and people doing stuff, but we're back after a long drought, we have a new episode with the Rapid Fire Roundup. Pew
0: pew, 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 pew,
1: Zap. <laughs> full episode. <We> got... Zap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually we don't have a lot, you know, as much content for a full one, but there's some big news. We got big Unity news, and we have some other big stories that we haven't talked about since E3. Funny enough, there's a lot of new since E3, so we're going to do that tonight. But first, we got some reviews, don't we, Obina?
0: We've got a review that is... Can technically be reviews plural. It's super long, but it's super good, so I'm gonna read the whole thing. So you guys have to bear bear with us. Uh, Sit this is back, from, grab a drink. Yes. Yeah, grab a drink. This is gonna be good. Uh, and this is from Jean Paul, uh, who says engaging and captivating. As an inspiring and beginning game developer, the debug log keeps me motivated to continue working on my projects and informs me on a multitude of various aspects of game dev, especially in the context of Unity. When I find myself feeling burnt out with waning motivation, I load up an episode and an hour later, I've centered myself to continue plugging through the common frustrations dev experience. It's like medicine for my productivity. If there were one thing I could change, it would be to put out episodes more often. Maybe that's a testament to my addiction to the podcast. I would pay $50 a month for a daily episode of this podcast, However, I fear it may dis- diminish the quality of each episode being shackled to the expectations of digital capitalism. In the meantime, I'll finish binging and repeating past episodes while I salivate in hopeful ant- anticipation that today may be the day that they release a new episode. In, quota- or in uh, parentheses, episodes are released regularly, but there's never enough lines of debug log to cut up for the late night party group. Oh, I it's read like that Cocaine. Kind of something <laughs> <right there>. Cocaine <laughs> <laughs> Is Got that a cocaine a slice? reference? Yeah, I don't know. All like right, Jean Paul. Put us on All a right. mirror. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next uh next stanza, next Sonic, uh, is uh if you're still reading this review and haven't begun listening, your first mistake is that you haven't enabled your podcast addiction and satisfied your inner game dev podcast craving. I almost feel bad for how much about va- how much value i receive considering i pay nothing for this i will definitely throw some bones via patreon you guys are amazing and i hope to chat with you over beers at next year's gdc also y'all are funny as hell don't change anything unless it means more episodes with greater or equal to quality man Thank you, Jean-Paul. Thank
2: you, yeah. And
0: that writing, that that's like grade A writing. That was, I mean, it must be like a... Like Dante, like two cantos. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. The
1: wordplay on that. Well I think, done, John. I think he might be our Patreon, patron that's going to have our Google Hangout this month. Oh, is that, John? It must be.
2: Oh, well, right on. Oh, Hopefully
1: man. talk to you soon, then, man.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Well, we got to set that up, too. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be in about a week from now. So right. if you're listening to this, you want to get in on that? you want to experience that level of poetry?
0: That level of poetry that we just got. Um, we might yeah. do it
1: next weekend. So um we'll put stuff in there in the Facebook group for that. But that's awesome. Thank you. That's very And
0: just to keep that train going, just about the iTunes review, keep them coming because they definitely help. Um Dang, it, I forgot that epic uh slogan I said last time, but it was uh was it to keep our Keep our audience growing and our content flowing. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. So let's keep them coming. Keep the reviews coming. They really, really help, and we really appreciate them. We love reading them.
1: Yeah, he is our patron right that's in our YouTube level. So uh, well, I'm looking forward to talking him. to him next week. Me- that sounded <laughs> creepy. <Andrew.
0: Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking I forward be to seduced. it. <laughs> <I wanna laughs> you, got <be> <laughs> yeah. you got me. You got me.
2: Silver tongue. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. On to business tonight. We have. Our news stories in our rapid fire roundup. The big one, which is going to take up a big chunk of this, is Unity news. You know, we always, we all still use Unity. We use, you know, stay up to date with all the stuff. I just downloaded this because the news is that they finally introduced and released Unity version 2017.1, which is the first version of them breaking their kind of you know, numbered cycles or whatever. And they're just going to do this thing that Adobe does. It's it's just right. n- numbering it differently, I guess, because it's just going to be 2017.2, you know, whatever, but they're, they're naming it differently. And they might do more yearly release, these big, what they promised is that this is going to be big releases, you know? Um, and this one's a big one. We got a lot of stuff in here to break down and unpack. Um, and the, and a lot of the stuff we we might have mentioned because the first time we, we heard ha- about some of this is in our Unite episode last yeah time, I right? think I feel like it's been
0: almost two Unites that we've kind of been teasing out some of the things some of the big features that are been that's in 2017 Unite 2017 point dot one
1: well yeah. yeah well especially the first one we'll talk about the first one is the one that we saw there was just this this myth that we saw at our first Unite at right. the end of the at the end of the conference where they showed this thing that didn't have a name didn't have anything they said it might never get released. But it got a standing ovation, and it's what became – I guess it turned into – it was called Director for a while, but now it's out, and it's called Timeline. Um, And this is basically uh, like a nonlinear kind of editor, right, for lots of things, because you can – like audio, uh, animations. um, You can even put your own stuff in there, which is kind of cool. It's extensible. Right, Um,
0: cut Cutscenes, uh, gameplay sequences, all that stuff. How does yeah. this?
1: You've had a little bit of Unreal experience. Is this a little bit similar to Kismet, or have you had any experience with that?
0: Uh, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I've been I've been in the the back end weeds of Unreal. Unfortunately, I think
1: Kismet is always much more like a cinematic thing, and this thing looks like it's a little more like in the Unity tradition. It's a little bit wider and extensible because I guess that is what that playable API we were talking about is connected to. Right. So you can tie in a bunch of data and a bunch of different things into this. <clears throat> And attached to that, we always thought that was cool because always we we talked about doing this a long time ago. I Remember when we worked together, being you know, like making a camera switcher and having a scene with multiple cameras and you know, right. and we always thought we could build that. We could, yeah. We had, producing. I think we did
0: like create some dummy version of it, but I think it was like one two cameras that right <laughs> just or
1: something. And our version was going to be dumb because then because once you start thinking about a timeline, especially for uh, cinematics and stuff, you think about cameras and how you're going to control cameras and do all these moves and stuff. And they did one one even better because we saw this. Definitely was the first time I saw it was at Unite this past year in 2016. Right. They have this thing called Cinema Machine, which goes with the timeline, but it's like a weird. It's like a procedural camera system, right? Where you can set up even in they introduced here. We didn't see this there. They have like a dolly tracks and kind of you can set up camera paths and all these different cameras. But on the timeline, you can literally blend the cameras together, and it'll like it, it'll. Like interpolate that move.
0: Yeah, they it, do. A, they do a lot of a lot of features into the machine that you know you may not have thought you needed, but like like uh, muting tracks and stuff, and muting what cameras are shown and when it's shown. You get have like complete control of the cinematic, which is crazy. Like
1: you can tie camera movements to certain animations. So like, say so they're right. doing like a finishing move, it can kind of sweep into this other camera or cut to right. some other camera. Um, yeah, like it, it's it's pretty neat. If you like, they demoed it. Mm again this this past because it was like a week before two weeks before they this past week where they released it it was unite in europe and they have a better demo of it and they actually have the dolly track thing they introduced in here is really cool because you know a dolly like if you're shooting a movie it's it's like almost like a little railroad track you put a little rig on and it's and you always see in the movies like the nice little lateral camera movement um but now, but in camera, but like famously in movies, it's really expensive. You don't see a lot of indie movies like that, or they have like kind of rigs they've got off of Kickstarter, these weird things on skateboards and stuff. <laughs> um, but you don't have a lot. But this is they're talking about. You have unlimited dolly, so they had you actually see like a visualization of a little track, and you can see the camera move with the person. And it's like when he gets here and goes to jump, it's going to switch the other camera. It's really cool. Like it's there's there's so much stuff in there that it's hard to actually like
2: explain because it's. It, right, and well, we haven't. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say it's, it's basically—you know—you you have control of the whole scene and the cameras and how they move throughout it and the information they absorb. Like you know, like you guys were saying, it's like all about the sound effects or the visual effects and which cameras turn on and off and which way they move. I mean, you're basically have like this full control of the environment. What the user sees now,
0: right? And it, it doesn't.
1: And it, well, just real quick, it has a it, it's kind of weird that they changed. Like it must have been like director was this whole thing, and they split it out because this whole thing feels like oh, it's like a director. Because even the mm. one of the cool ones they had the features of it is like a clear shot thing. Because we all play that third person action game where your camera gets stuck behind a pillar or something. It'll do that stuff, but you can set up like um, uh, like limits and stuff, and it'll actually just cut to another camera. And all these other things, like if it's getting blocked or it's getting in the way or something's happening, you can set up like restrictions and parameters for it to... Like, because games are unpredictable, you know, you can set it up to just do like a cool, like switch, like smart switching, which is right. something you'd have to like, we try to th- thought about making ourselves.
0: Yeah, exactly. That'd be just too much logic to try to do yourself. <laughs> so, and, and you mentioned like, it seemed like they kind of broke out the two pieces from timeline to from the director, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and it seemed, I guess that makes sense because they actually pulled out Cinemachine and it's actually just in, you know, something you pull off the asset store. It's still free. Um, but you have to grab it from the asset store to include it in your project. Um, so, I mean, that's how you know it's, it's a pretty huge feature <laughs> to not, like, integrate it directly into Unity, I'm assuming. Uh, and, you know, comes with, like, a lot of, I don't know, just, like, a, probably a lot of features that they maybe didn't want to put in together or, you know, bundled all together into Unity. Who knows what the reason yeah. is for separating it out. But it, it, it it's a tool that has a lot of functionality, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be excited about it getting...
1: Yeah, it's a lot of, like... I mean, they haven't even had this... Clo- it's not like, well, we have a little bit of camera controls and kind of a timeline. I mean, they've always had the, the curves and the keyframe editors for certain things. There's nothing like this. Yeah. So, it's like, this is like, they just dumped it all. They, But I guess, what, it's been three years? Two, it's two years since they had... Three years. No, it's been three years. Yeah, it's been three years. Since yeah. they announced that. Because that was... Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's cool. I mean, the fact that they waited and... It seems like it's paying off, so... And tied to that, like as the big the big three headlines, there's a lot of stuff and we'll go into it. But the big three headlines that they kind of really want to push is this whole cinematic experience that you can do in your games now. And the other part of that is these improved and like kind of bumped up post processing effects. And that's apparently still in beta, but it's it's a lot better than what because you 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 do post processing before, and they had some different effects you could do, but it was a little bit esoteric but now they have all the stuff in there they have bokeh they have motion blurred all we saw a really cool demo of the um depth of field thing at unite last year where it's like it's everybody knows what that is like when you have a real nice camera with a shallow depth of field it's like you see the the foreground of the subjects in focus but the background's blurred out looks real cinematic right and in games you never see that you know that's how your eye works too but exactly
0: yeah, I'm just saying. Sorry, I meant to interrupting you. Just like the, the the I guess the demo they kind of reference all the time was that Adam demo and how they use right. a lot of those post practice post processing improvements in that demo, Um and even like timeline. I Like I think that demo was like uh what's the word Uh exploration of all these. The Adam one's
1: like two years old too. Almost. I mean, yeah, they, yeah that's they've been true too. They and they made that and the other one. They they've like been. Or no, they had the blacksmith one, which was the first one. with oh, The right, timeline, right, remember? Because right. they were actually scrubbing through it on stage, right? Yeah, and that's, I think they even showed that the cinema machine kind of functionality
0: where you can like zoom into the the punch or something, which actually was another interesting thing. Just blacksmith. smart
1: because they've made these real triple A sequences right. over the past years and just figured out what the best tools were for that.
0: Right, that's you true. Know. And then they're like, oh yeah, that's that's like a way to figure out what to bring to the audience next,
1: I guess. Yeah, that depth of field editor they have in there is really neat. And you take a look at it because it's – because basically you're you're talking about focus and, like, how do you visualize focus? You know, like, what's in focus and what isn't? And the way they did it, it's like a, it's like a color gradient. Remember? It's like – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 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 the, like, say, pure red is out of focus, and you can – it'll color everything in the background. And it was like, well, these are in focus. As it fades out, these become more in focus. It's really neat. Yeah, they they kind of
0: have that in what's that that there's I think there's something on the Asset Store that kind of does. Yeah, where you can, like, can like go ahead, save? sorry. No, just like where you can debug like your depth of field and, and yeah, other, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right.
1: Clock. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Was, yeah. So all that stuff makes it where like you see. I mean, a lot of these changes, these post processing effect and all this, like they have a lot of um color timing stuff they added um right. to the pipeline, which is like at first that doesn't sound that sexy. But if you ever, like, just see, you're looking at a game, you know, like a AAA game, you see these cinematics, and even the game, you know, it has its color, it just looks nice, it looks like a AAA game, and it doesn't look like your demo, even though you got nice assets from the asset store or something, why does this just look so flat? Right. And that's why, because you color time stuff and, you know, add focus and add all these motion blurs and stuff like that.
0: Man, every time, like, it, big releases like this in Unity, this is an aside, I guess, but big releases like this in Unity make me, like, super excited about going to um, Unite and seeing yeah. some of the the, the titles and the, the games that come out. Because they're just going to get really, really, really good when people start using these tools and, and really leveraging, like, Cinemachine and the post-processing, you know, the in, embedded post-processing, uh, you know, materials in and, and, and things they have added, so it's gonna be kind of great. Well, that's
1: why it's always been fun. It's like the cycle of us because it's like, well, you have the tools and you work with what you have, and you get inspired. And you're like, oh, cool, we can do some animation. That's neat. And you think of the game you're making, like you and the games I are making. Then I see this, like it's not gonna have any of this stuff. But I was like, I want to make a game with this stuff now. Like you right. kind of get inspired to keep pushing forward because they have it now, just to play with it. Um, a few of the other, we'll, we'll keep going down this list on their site. Um, the big one, and actually, we're gonna actually try this out, and we'll be able to maybe we'll do a whole episode about it. Because we've done version control before, but they've introduced a while ago this thing called Unity Collaborate, right? which is like their own. There's a couple of solutions I'd like to try. They have this, but also you've heard about that, how GitHub has a Unity plugin now. Yep. Um, so have you had any experience with that, Ryan?
2: No, I actually have not tried using that yet, so I have zero experience to be honest.
1: And so the big deal is they have that large file system, you know, like binaries, so it's like that can handle big binaries and stuff. So, oh
2: yeah, I've had a little experience with.
1: Yeah,
2: I've had a lot of experience with that, and uh, watch out because um, that you know get well just as a forward GitHub will actually charge you if you go beyond I think about a gig of bandwidth. So with game assets, if you're constantly updating that stuff at, like large in the large file system repository. Uh, you can blow through that pretty yeah, darn fast, i yeah. Yeah. It's kind of if you want to pay for GitHub.
1: And, yeah, the free GitHub is, one, it's public, but it's also, it's a gig, it's a limit, even size limit. Your game's going to be bigger than a gig, probably, so you're working for well,
2: that Well, the gig is, like, for a transfer rate for an asset. That's what I think that's what goes into large file storage. So if you, but if, no, actually, I t- I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the maximum transfer rate. But if, you don't even have to use LF, uh, sorry, LFS, I think, as long as, e- like, every asset is under 100 megs. So just...
1: FYI. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and this, and the the Unity Collaborate, which it's been in beta, and I've messed with it a little bit. I invited Zach in our project, and he didn't. <laughs> he didn't set <accept> my <laughs> so. Oh, your at some point, Zach. I'll get him to accept it now, and we'll we'll try it out for everybody. Um, but it's pretty cool. I mean, it's like per, like, it goes down to the granular level of, like, I've modified this file, and it says, it's updated, and you can just say, publish, and stuff. So, I mean, it's just like any... It's like any, you know, version control system, version control like interface for that, but it's within now, the is editor.
2: This, is this independent of, like, the GitHub integration? Is this
1: just completely this is, their own I mean, I don't know what they're using in the back end, but yeah, this, this is all like, part of their stuff. It's okay. like
0: almost, it comes, it came at the same time that they did, like, was it Unity Ads thing? Where you could just slip on, or... Yeah, if you look what, at that, that interface, now, I don't know
1: if you've looked at it in a while, like, they yeah, make yeah. you sign in on yeah, that it, thing, and it's like, you can do the cloud build... The yeah, ads, just, the analytics, yeah, the ads, analytics, and all this other done stuff. Some of the
2: cloud build stuff, yeah. And so yeah. that's,
1: I mean, I want to kind of dive at that. We've always, I don't know, we've always talked about in the show being wary of you know these kind of all-in-one solutions sometimes because you don't. Mm-hmm. But they put all the pieces together now. With this, it's like the last piece of that puzzle because right. if you can push to the thing and then build from the cloud and it's pulling from your remote repo to do that. That's pretty cool. So I think
0: uh, I think this would definitely be a good episode to really dive deep into because a lot of I know yeah. like even on our uh, our debug lounge there's been a lot of questions about like the best ways to collaborate and the best uh, version control systems and what makes one better than the other. And
2: it's so cool this could-
1: well, and it's cool because I mean maybe it doesn't handle a you know, a big Triple development team or, you know, forty people, thirty people. But again, I love Unity's kind of uh, philosophy or this is what we're just inferring all the time is that they make it great for just hey I have a couple of buddies and I want to mess around with Unity and make a game Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine for
2: that <laughs> you know like yeah. I'm just, no, we really yeah. need to mess with this because yeah like, I, that's all of a sudden bringing a lot of questions in my mind it's like oh so you and I can mess with it if it's outside of a source control mechanism say like GitHub or someplace standard we may be keeping our project it's like, so who's in charge of checking that in? I may see that you changed a scene, and then I download the updates, and I start editing it, and it's like... Well, you, you don't know. even... Yeah, you yeah. don't even... Like, even if you do a git, because I work with people with, like, even just websites, and you're pulling in, and it says,
1: hold on, there's a conflict here, and you have to... On here, right. it shows, like, in real time, in your interface, I can see that you modified that scene, and it's waiting right. to be published, so I don't need right. to open that and mess with... You know, it's like preventing conflicts is a great thing for a version it's control true. system. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Um... Yeah, so that's pretty cool. I think that's neat. They have analytics stuff, and I didn't really dig deep into the analytics part they talked about. Um
2: are you're you talking about the live ops analytics? Yeah. Yeah, no, th- this stuff's pretty cool because, I mean, I've had some experience with doing this in, um, at companies I've worked for that have, like, integrated their own solutions for this, which have been fine, you know. It, you know, they basically have now an integrated solution for making calls to say, like, hey, you know this player went in and played level five with this character and did they make it all the way to the end? Yes or no. So it's basically this way of like, you know, sending events essentially, you know, to their analytics servers. And that way you can monitor your game and say, Hey, you know, like, is anyone even getting to level five or are they, you know, are they getting through our funnel we've set up or are they, you know, actually monitor are we monetizing our product here you know like basically you know those type of events can get fired and you can sort of know how people are using your game so like in the past
1: where you would just set up i mean if you want to do that in the past you'd have to set up your own little api and then send HTTP, http request calls to something and update a this is like literally making it happen without coding
2: Right, exactly, and um, they're, oh gosh, uh, there's an acronym for this they had that was called a POEM, and I've forgotten what the acronym stands for off the top of my head, but it's useless. It, I'm just kidding. Oh, sorry, yeah, um, but anyway, it, check out their blog, because honestly, guys, this is where we're looking at this, and just talking about our experience with it, but um, it's, yeah, it's, it actually does a lot of this sort of, you know, analytics for whatever your game is doing for you, which is pretty cool.
0: I've got a question. Did you? I haven't read. Didn't read too deep into this either. For the live ops, is it is it going to cost money to
2: keep that all that data mining for well, you? That's game? a good question because, um, like we mentioned, the collaborate earlier, and so that's part of the unity uh, the Unity Teams functionality, which is free till I think October. Um, okay, but you know, and but you know, and that that includes that collaborate feature as well as cloud build um but you know after that then it's like nine dollars a month i believe for the first three members and then like seven dollars each additional member i mean it's all on the website but um it didn't have a mention of the actual analytics part of it so i don't know there's a lot there's a lot of meat in this update so we're still sifting through some of it um but that's definitely a cool thing they've added is the, the ability to be able to like check that shit out so yeah
1: yeah, this this analytics stuff, especially if like a, if you have a pro account or you know like you pay yeah. for that, they have that whole stuff like that live stream thing where you can literally just watch things like oh on the map pop up where people are doing certain things or something. That's shiny. oh
2: that stuff's so cool. Yeah, because you know like I said I've, I've done it before out you know uh, well with Unity but outside their built in tools and it's cool to see just heat maps of stuff like oh this you know here's who's playing what characters or here's where in the world people are playing your game. Yeah, I see, Eduardo needs to be on here, man. Talk about monetization and stuff like this. Yeah, he was yeah, right? like spending money on the hangman's. All right, come on. Right. So
0: actually, this uh, is bringing up another question because uh, I was talking to another. I think it was actually a Unity. Uh, he used to work at Unity, uh, developer, or and we were talking about like who Unity's Unity Unity Technologies, the the company, who their target market is. Is it is it the indie developer or is it the actual AAA game studio? and it seems like both it seems like okay do you think they favor one or uh, over the other as far as like the features they're putting out and how they are integrated i guess uh
2: personal opinion i mean i don't think they're really favoring one over the other as far as any of these features goes, cause, I mean, it's like, how far as a developer do you want to take it? You know, like all the, all the cinematic camera stuff, you know, you can take it or leave it if you want it. I mean, I mean, a lot of this stuff on, okay, so. I honestly feel like that. Yeah, they are adding a lot of this in for AAA because they want that market too. Because they've already been an indie darling for a long time. So the more they can do for AAA to sort of like take some of Unreal's market, I can see them definitely going for that. Um, But again, that still helps the indie developer too because like these analytics tools and things like that, or you know some of the other features we'll talk about later. You know that's gonna definitely help the indie developer as well as the uh, the AAA developer. Well,
1: when you have a when you have a the way they have it always set up, they've always you can play both sides of that coin by doing this by on right. the on the personal level like oh I can just download it. it's free most of these things are free for one person a few people to try and do and use yeah. and really. but if I want you know when you're talking about enterprise solutions and a team using this you want support and you want people you know doing, so if you do that it's pretty exactly. heavy it's 2,000 bucks which is not what a normal person would <laughs> throw down for. Right. Its, so that big gap kind of shows that they're going after both of them and it's kind of the Google thing too it's like I like these things they're introducing because they're introducing good habits, like good business habits, like the ads, or the analytics and all that stuff. It's so it's like – it's like what Google used to give – their point is like search is our thing, and they gave all this other stuff for free, and they still do that. But it's like, well, if – I don't know if that's the case now, but their their thing earlier on was like, well, the easier we make it for people to use the internet, the more cool stuff we make, more people will use the internet, and thus more people will search using Google. Right. And so if they create, maybe as they, they turn indie people into AAA or double hit devs. So that also right. helps them too, you know.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: I always used to think that Adobe didn't, because as many as people pirated Photoshop, Back in the day, oh man, that mean, was that was sir. like the number
0: one pirated. <laughs> I know because,
1: but nobody at, like because there are a lot of companies that did hammer down on that and a lot of different other like Corel and other people. But Adobe, I never heard much about that at all, and I always had this sinking suspicion they're like they're like a drug dealer. They're like, well, yeah, learn it because if you the thing is they got you. The lock in is there if they become industry standard and every and you like this is my skill set is Photoshop, and you get to a place. We're like, well, they have to buy it there for every seat, you know, they have to spend two thousand dollars a seat, so then it becomes irrelevant. That's true. Um, Good points they had some other stuff, they had some 2D improvements, they had you know, they had, they had sprite atlas changes. We used to have a sprite packer, but now it's just a sprite Atlas. It's the same thing, it's just
0: yeah. I remember Eduardo went kind of crazy at, on this one, uh, at the last, you know, I think we we even talked to um, not Yoakim, but um, or Yaakim, but. What's the other? What's the tech director's Oh, I forgot. Name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we, well, he he mentioned that on our. Uh, I don't even. Did we post that on? I think we did on our uh, debug lounge. Well, this ED still isn't the
1: thing we were talking about. That crazy texture. That's what he the smart texture thing. Oh, right, right, right. This right, is sorry. still isn't that yet. Um, right, that's still out in the wilderness somewhere, <laughs> though. <laughs> but his answer was good on that episode. He said, "Well, we we thought we'd rather make the thing work first, and then
0: before <laughs> right, we right, give right. it to
1: you." Exactly. Um, but the studio. Atlas thing is something we've talked about in our optimization episodes about, you know, combining all your stuff to limit draw calls. But then the thing I like is really cool. They added to the UI stuff, they added a sprite mask, which is pretty cool. That's a neat function. I mean, that's I'm the only one's going to nerd out about this, right? You know, it's, a mask is basically where you have a little bit of an image, but you can mask it out and make it invisible. But you can do cool things with that. You can do, you know, power gauges and, you know, level, like stuff like, it's just neat you need any stuff with it. Just check out the video and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, um they they with the animation improvements they put in, they, they I talked about with the timeline, they did this playable's API which we might need to look into more <laughs> for a, a future episode because it looks pretty cool and pretty uh all encompassing.
0: Right. But it's a it seems it, like it touches a lot of different uh, new a lot of different new features that they've added to yeah it
1: looks like it's a way you can combine like the data curve of different types of data for like animations or sounds or inputs and stuff like that and then kind of do different things with them and like you can integrate that with the timeline and with the cine machine and connect an audio cue to a camera and stuff like that that's what it seems like it is um it's very vague i mean that's kind of what they're talking about but it it seems like this is something you're just going to see some crazy stuff out of like you talk about hmm. with like it's basically opening up the whole pipeline of data you know a lot of times the stuff is in the background you're like well, when is you know the audio playing i don't know when it, and you have to have one callback but now it seems like i'll give you the amplitude the volume <laughs> you know the oh, yeah. frequency whatever you need out of that so um that's ambient so- ambisonic audio which is like full sphere surround sound um pretty cool
2: i guess that's a, <laughs> i'm pretty that's sure that the sound yeah. design
0: guys are loving it you're like oh yes! yeah this is amazing <laughs> meanwhile yeah,
1: yeah. They, and yeah and they all said it that's all we got for that so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they had a, they had a cool so, uh, editor improvements have an arc handle which is like a kind of a you know if you do a round of circle an arc but sometimes if you're controlling um values. Is this is these are editor improvements. So if you're controlling values, having that type of control, like a radial control, is kind of nice. Right. Um buried in this thing is cause I saw a lot of people talking about it in the questions and then people were like quoting the little one line in the middle of this paragraph. <laughs> people were like, when are they gonna add JetBrain's writer support? Which is JetBrain's the writer is like an, another c Sharp uh, IDE. Right. But it says we now also support JetBrain's writer as an external right. script editor. So, I haven't tried that, that, or it's that, not even that, out yet I think, fully, is it? Isn't
0: that, is that the uh, the open source one? The, or, not open source, but the cross-platform? <clears> no. Platform?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, it's just like, they, they're, they're the ones that make um, net beans, right? Yeah.
2: What, JetBrains?
1: <clears throat> yeah. Well, they make like, re, yeah, they make a lot of stuff, like ReSharper. RubyMine. Ruby yeah. They Ruby Mine? I don't know. Did they but make they, oh, okay. I don't know. But well, this Rider yeah. is a fairly new one, because you can't yeah, Ru- get, totally Ru- get Ru- it right Ru- now, can you?
2: They're
0: RubyMine, I think. Yeah, they're yeah. That, that group.
1: They have like a thing for every those
2: people. Yeah, <laughs> but it,
1: yeah, it's based on IntelliJ Platform and ReSharper, so maybe the writer thing. It says get an early build. I've checked it out before, and because it looked familiar, it says get an early build, so it's not fully out yet. Yeah, that's the cross-platform one. Yeah, yeah, cool. they're going after um, Visual Studio, so that's good competition. That's always it's,
0: uh, Matt Bolt was telling us about that one random
1: name
2: going after Visual Studio. Wow, that's ballsy.
1: I believe um, in them. I'm loving Visual Studio on the Mac, by the way. It's great. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, <laughs> so much better than MonoDevelop or Sublime. Oh God, every,
2: <laughs> dude, it's the best IDE. Sorry, period. My lead loves MonoDevelop. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, it crashes every Wait, five minutes. What kind he of does? man are
0: you? Yeah, he does. You, should, he
2: just, you should just usurp him, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. Like, that guy. Well, the weird thing he is, listens it, to this episode like so. the
1: Visual Studio, if I'm not mistaken, but also especially that Xamarin editor. They use right. Develop just like people use Eclipse as a base, you know, in mm-hmm. um, Windows. But they make it so much more stable. It's like the Develop guys has got to ask those people what they're doing to their editor to make it more stable because right. the source is not the you know it sucks.
2: Um, mm. the UI profiler. Did you look at any of this stuff, Ryan? No, I did not, just because I, I personally like to stay away from UI as much as I can. <laughs> it's just not one of my faves. So. Oh, it has its own dedicated
1: profiler. That's pretty cool, so you can actually see what you know performance the UI parts are doing, too. Right. That's neat. And yeah, that's, that's, that's super valuable, It'll be yeah. A,
0: exactly. It's going to be a huge saving for people who have, like, rendering 18 rendered textures on their UI
2: or something. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. Well, yeah. Let's, let's put a 4K a texture on that button. It's like, don't do that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy a TV for this button. Come on. <laughs> a TV.
1: There's a lot of stuff in here. They've added like asset. They said it made it smoother to load in-game scenes and in asset bundles, but I don't know what that... It just says we made several yeah. improvements, so I don't... We have to read the changelog for that. The big one you it. talked about... The, right, sorry. The one you talked about is the uh, asset bundle browser, right?
2: Yeah, that is, I mean, this thing sounds pretty pretty awesome because um, I've had some experience with asset bundles in the past, and sometimes it just seems like a black box where you kind of got to go into the Unity UI and tag them a certain way, and then you have your build scripts that just sort of like cross your fingers, it's all sort of going into the right place and doing the right thing. This actually is an a, like a, a actual, I guess, first-class citizen now, the asset bundle, where it has its own menus for like, you know, creating them, compiling them, you know, seeing some dependencies and things like that. So they're, they're actually, it seems like a huge improvement and something that'll give you a lot of insight into how your asset bundles are being built or configured, which is awesome.
0: I I I've I've heard though I, I've well this is kind of secondhand information but someone that I know has been playing with it and they were saying that I guess depending on how many assets you do have in your project it can be pretty slow like uh, mm. referencing or finding these assets in the browser um, and the dependencies I guess because it's like I guess it's having to build out this map of all the 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 bundles in your project so depending if on how many bundles you do have it could get slow but again this is secondhand information and they may just. <laughs> Love Unreal and they're just shitting on it. (laughs) Who knows? I'm
2: just kidding. But they didn't happen to write their own dependency walker, did they? And are like, well, mine's better. No, 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 no. But yeah, yeah.
0: we'll 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 test it out. We'll test a lot of (laughs)
2: a lot of these features and
0: and report back actual. Facts. the more insight
2: they can give you into your asset bundles the better because exactly. that is actually a, a really touchy toony type of thing for your Yeah new and it can be
0: seem like it can be something of a black hole if you don't if you don't understand what's going on you can yeah. get
2: lost in what bundles mean or what they do and yep. where they're at where they're going to be located so And if you're in like mobile and you want that like download over air type of thing and like right. load on the fly you want to know this shit so
0: Right
1: yeah, there's there's a this is about where it comes to the limit of my knowledge from some of these things because of what I've de- dove into. They have a lot of stuff they add, you know. There's a there's a bunch of cool model importers which could just change some artist lives so if you look at some of the stuff they have in there. They have progressive light map stuff. They have real time shadow stuff. Um, deferred rendering part. The particle system stuff is neat. They have a bunch of cool noise plugin stuff, and you can add like colliders can interact with particles now in a cool way, which is really neat. But the big one, the last big one for us, to probably talk about is they have uh, <laughs> they have scripting runtime upgrade experimental in parentheses. It's .dot <laughs> NET four point six, which allows you to use C sharp six, which is pretty big. That's pretty yeah, big. That's, pre- that's yeah. pretty
0: huge. I feel like the whole Unity community has been waiting for this for uh, I don't know since forever.
2: Like, since forever. Please. Stop being years behind what, like, the yeah, standard we can, development yeah, we can, yeah, we can do it like a yeah.
1: version or so behind, but not more than that. Like, it's yeah, uh, we're literally like four
2: versions behind for a while, yeah. yeah. So, I get it, it's not easy, but you know, at the same time, please get us the new hotness, we know it's out there, yeah. and you have. Thank you,
1: yes, thank you. So I'm excited to dive into some of this stuff and actually yeah. brush up on some. It's weird being a Unity developer because there's C Sharp stuff that I knew that I had to stop doing. And then, like, I need to go back and watch some of the newer, like, um like introducing, she's, you know, like you look at a Pluralsight video and it's like all the new features in C Sharp 5 and 6 because, like, right. I haven't been looking at them because. You actually need to go to the Microsoft Docs now and it's like, oh, right. so
2: you can do this now. This will yeah, actually help me and you don't have some
1: <laughs> system, like, library that I don't have, you know, right. so that's pretty cool i'm excited about that well
2: yeah and and this also you know i guess would allow you to sort of unify your code bases more because you know we've had experience with where you may have back-end systems that can fully utilize some of these more recent like net libraries or the c sharp compilers but you know your front end's kind of not there. I mean, you know, just to keep everything on sort of the same playing field. That's true. Um, and also, you know, they said IL to CPP fully supports this new uh, or the new .NET uh, four point six APIs. So you know that's fantastic. So now you get that sort of native uh, C uh, plus plus you know compiled code for whatever environment you want, you are on. Um, so that's great to have that out of the box too, because you know you won't see any hopefully we won't see any like huge performance hits or anything like that. Yeah. Um as we were talking about before, being like the ahead of time compiling for certain things like iOS, you know. I don't know, there may be some issues with that, but you know, I you know, no more than the typical shit you've got to deal with with <laughs> exactly. your own custom classes. Exactly. For any upgrade
0: that you do. That's Yeah, sure.
2: it's like, you know, if you've got your own custom thing or class of a uh, list of for this type of object, then yeah, you may have to like, you know, poke the you know, iOS AOT compiler and say, Hey, I'm going to be using this type of class in a list. So go ahead and set up your enumerators and shit like that. Right. You know? Um, yeah. Anyway, this is good stuff.
1: I well, and it. it's good stuff because it says it here too, but this is the thing they made over the past like year or two, right? They switched over to that different compiler to thing where they were using just mono. Right. But they switched to that il 2 CPP, right?
2: Oh yeah. That's so, yeah.
1: and they say this fully supports that 4.6. So, um, that'll be good to say it'll just be faster, just as fast. So it's not like it should be any kind of like, oh, Absolutely. you know.
2: Absolutely. And that's, and that's for, uh, I guess, both platforms too, I guess, for iOS and Android. I, I think right. Android got it a little later, but, I mean, that's that's great that they, they're supporting that. So
1: That was one of the ones that I was to CPP was well, That was one of those talks that O'Brien and I were sitting together like,
2: damn. damn, damn. Remember, they're yeah. showing
1: all like the... <laughs> The comparisons or whatever of like right. the uh, runtime stuff, or like yeah, that's speed. like five the... times the speed. Yeah. <laughs> Man, and
0: the, even the, rec- the more recent, actually, uh, unite when they were doing the job system. That's also gonna blow my mind whenever that comes in.
1: <laughs> if you, you're you'll get to see it this year with Unite Ryan, because usually, I mean, we... Zach Zach's not paying t- attention to the <laughs> talk, and Adorado's very silent still and just you know, but it would be in a if we go to a talk we like like. Mm.
2: Just, mm, there just, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of weird like grunts. So it's gonna They're be like, awkward mm. grunting and yeah. like moans
0: of it. exhalation. Oh, oh. Everyone like turns around and looks at us like, what? Very reactive you? to
1: every little point. Like, damn guys, this is gonna be like a Gallagher show. Just get your yeah. freaking ponchos on right now. Well, see now you're there. We got to do like chest bumps and stuff. And he's like, yeah, high five, man. Yeah, I'm like, oh guys, that's too funny. So yeah, there's a lot of stuff in there
2: too. This is we could do like four episodes about this if we even knew more about some of these like yeah. deeper I mean, graphic systems. But yeah, this, this is this is often some other realms of expertise. We should have gotten some of our previous guests on here to help us out. And with this, this just and maybe
1: we will. Maybe we'll go yeah. into some
2: of these systems. Like maybe we'll get a Unity
1: team person. Maybe we'll get a you know we need we really we're, what we're lacking is a good uh, like. Artist who knows a lot about their or just from their team, at least that pipeline hmm. stuff we get yeah. in and talk about
0: some of that stuff. low-level rendering stuff that they added to.
2: Right. Oh, well we know somebody who can contact for that. So right very cool. Alright. Well this being a rapid
1: fire roundup, um, we have a few more little stories. Not as big as those. Just a fun little little gossip, little news, little whatever it is. Uh we'll talk about we have two stories that are related, those Oculus stories. One is Uh, public service announcement which is that you can get you put this on here I guess Ryan or somebody did but I I did you can get it for on is it on at Best Buy you can get the oculus and the controllers for four hundred dollars currently right now
2: well that that's actually i think anywhere uh, the, oh really the Ocu- okay the oculus site themselves uh actually have like you can order it for them for 399 you get the headset you know earphones and the touch controllers right that's, now. that's
1: so. the fact that i just don't have a video card that I can handle it which is what's holding me back because like that looks pretty good
2: yeah i'm very tempted bucks. for that i just built a new pc and um man like, i'd get it if i was Then yeah. there you go yeah, well it's Ethereum mining right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that's ridiculous. I'm very tempted by that though because I mean, you know, the vibe is super awesome as well, but that's probably like $300 less or so than that. So it's it's pretty just tempting. because
1: it's literally half off. That's just a great deal. Though. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it is. Yeah.
1: But this next story might hold you back from that because apparently yeah. the news came <laughs> out that um, because we all heard about, what is it? The project Santa Cruz or something at the last Oculus event, they, they showed this thing that was just the headset and it had, um, the depth percent, all the, the, the sensors and stuff and the tracking was on the headset. <clears throat> That's not, this is not what this news is. They say they're still working on that. That's a bigger deal. That'll probably be a thousand dollars, whatever it is. Cause it's everything. It's a huge computer. But right currently right now they have the Gear VR and then they have the Oculus and they said well we need something in the middle because frankly because VR has come out and gone not come and gone it's still there but
2: don't you see that Andrew
1: <laughs> but we haven't talked about this we need to we're gonna do an updated VR that might be one of our next episodes actually that'd be a great one to talk about but in general. It's at a plateau now because we're still kind of waiting. You know, it's still not a mainstream thing. Right. It's a it's a cool thing, and it's not going to go away. I don't think it's ever going to go away. Now it's here to stay, but I think we're still two or three years away from my mom buying. You know, maybe five years oh, away I'm, from that. You know what I mean?
2: Like, no, absolutely, to, yeah. Because I mean, right now you're in the enthusiast period where it's like right. now it's actually reasonable for somebody with a gaming PC to say like, oh, I can yeah. actually do VR now. The next step we're like
1: is Laser disc stage right now or something, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, sort of like that.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> you need to
1: get the DVD stage where you can buy them for ten bucks at Best Buy. So you need to lose the cables and you need to get cheaper, basically.
2: Right, right, like, and and no crazy configuration stuff. Just maybe it's like, like a plug, plug and play. It's got to be like a plug yeah. and
0: play, yeah.
1: And so basically, it seems like and and I I've known some because we've developed them like the Gear VR that's how type of setup. You know, job now. And I I also see that some of that people kind of go against that because like it's your phone and you have to do that and I think heats up a lot and it's kind of weird to use your own you know if you get a it it's cool what we haven't said what the story is what they're gonna say they they said they're now said there's well the, the story is that there's gonna be a two hundred dollar ish Oculus release in twenty eighteen which is it which will be its own computer in there no wires just that so it's like it's kind of a self contained gear VR that's basically what I imagine.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, or wireless? Maybe I read it wrong, but they don't know because this is off of rumors. Maybe it's connects to a thing, but it doesn't have all the stuff though. So it's wireless and it's a two hundred dollar set. So that's a cool thing. I think. I mean, Facebook has enough money, and they're just kind of stop-gapping in between. Get being the more people they can introduce it, and two hundred dollars is a it's a better because even with that Gear VR, you got to buy a thousand dollar phone, right? Right. And that that thing person. was like, yeah. So. That'll be interesting. That's, a, I mean, that if they have really cool stuff, that's tempting. I and mean, that thing was 400, we just said that's tempting. But if, and if this is like the Pixel has a little remote or something like that, and it's 200 bucks, and if you just want to mess around with VR, that's a, that's, I mean, that's not an impulse purchase, it's $200, but still, it's like a, for people that want to develop with stuff, that's a great entry. That's a, yeah, that's, yeah. that's at a developer level where they could buy that and mess with it.
2: Absolutely.
1: All right. I have a couple other stories here. I just wanted to ask Ryan about this. Have you been following this Overwatch League? I know you love Overwatch. You've been playing a lot of Overwatch.
2: Uh, yeah, we do. It's more of us just cursing at our TVs and at <laughs> each other at night. So,
1: <laughs> But this Overwatch League is weird because it's a... I think we mentioned this a long time ago. It's a city-based... Like, they have different cities and teams, and they're going to have like a little season. All takes place in LA in this one place, but... They have, like, real owners, like Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, owns the Boston <laughs> Overwatch yes. team. Pretty Definitely serious? heard of this.
2: Yeah, That's you had, Yeah, you got sports people invest. Well, classical sports people How invest. How much things. does it cost to own a team?
1: Uh, it's probably uh, like... Millions. A, Ten bucks. I, I want to own a team? Ten
2: bucks? No, I, th- I think... No, I honestly think yeah, Blizzard sure was a- making it millions. Well, I'm I, sure I, they did, I because, I mean,
1: real sports teams are billions, so, like, this is probably...
2: That is intense. Yes, I'm surprised. Like so an was, other like ah, um, uh, like rumor for. Oh, hold on, sorry. Uh, just a few months ago, rumor was that the uh, price for a team started somewhere near twenty million. What? That's a lot. And this is for well, this Overwatch is the thing.
0: Team?
1: Well, yeah. You know what's kind of cool about this, though? I think that doing it by location is like genius. Yes, because it it it's harkens back to like NFL, NBA. Well, it makes you because like I like you know esports. I was about to put a store in here because the international with the big Dota two championships coming up. That's and another they're twenty million. They're, yeah, <laughs> their prize pool is twenty million dollars, and it's crowdfunded yeah. mostly. And it's not even over yet because they do a smart thing; they don't close that off until the end of the event, till somebody wins, so it can go up. It's a huge amount of money. And I like, and I've played Dota before. We, you know, we, you played more league than I have. But I like those games. I know enough to watch it and think it's kind of, you know, watch the last matches, you know, at least and go, oh, this is fun. Right. But the teams in there are like crazy. Like Red Bull presents the Eliminators. And like, who are these people? I don't know. <laughs> right. but, the, but the beautiful thing about sports is you can turn on, like, oh, it's Atlanta team. Yeah. Cool. I'll watch this. You get invested. Oh, absolutely. In yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I like New York. I'll go for this New York team then. That's cool. And you can just, because you need to, sports needs that. You need to have, it needs to be easy to play, hard to master, hard to learn all the rules. You know, like, easy. Like, I can at least just enjoy this. So, they start with seven. They have a Seoul, Shanghai, San Francisco, right. Miami, or slash Orlando. Just, Miami that's Orlando. not in the same area. Miami through all right. so Los, Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Los Angeles. Yeah, it's pretty much Florida. Those are the two. <laughs> Sorry, Tamma New know. York, and then Boston no atlanta that's
0: interesting so i what is the what's gonna be like the like the uh winnings i guess does it is it worth owning a team well the weird
1: thing is they said the whole event the whole season or things gonna take place in just in la and this venue Mm -hmm. and it's like an event i don't think it's like a season right it's like it's just one big event or something at first i
2: don't know that's not very much of a league then it's more just of a tournament.
1: Or maybe it's know. there, but the fact, but I did see that the fact that it all takes place in LA at this place, so mm-hmm. it, it makes like a weird American Idol thing or something. I don't know. It'll be cool yeah, to we'll watch because Overwatch yeah. is fun to watch. So I mean, I'm definitely will see. Oh, what, it's a
2: great game and just frustrating as hell. That's how you know, had know had you ma- have
0: a, yeah. a lot of money as a company when you start these huge leagues with team companies and stuff, or or I guess teams that people buy out. It's,
1: like, intense. Right. I mean, esports is, like, weirdly... back. I mean, the international is really backdoor esports into something huge because the fact that those teens walk away, and if you're one of those five guys who wins... Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I just won $3 million. Right, that's
2: crazy. Personally. Right. Yeah,
1: yeah, And I guess they have to give them, you know, they're part of that team and they live <laughs> in some weird house and play Dodo for 14 hours a day.
2: <laughs> they go they go home with like a Happy Meal. And yeah, and it's like, and good job, son. <laughs> the rest is for me. Yeah. Yeah, you had to pay to live in this house for a year and he's, we fed you. This
1: horse is fun. It's also depressing, but I guess it's kind of like tennis or whatever. any sport, though, too. Right. But, yeah, but it's even more extreme, though, because... 24 year olds are considered old in a lot of these sports. Right. So it's like, oh God, Like, up. he's 30, old man. Like, it's very, <laughs> you don't have Brett Favre quarterback in it right. 40 years old. And that You know, so it's cool. I thought I'd mention that. I thought, we'll, I'm sure we'll watch that. Um, I wanted to mention another story that I thought was pretty weird. Um, you guys remember when the Fallout 4 came out and they had the cool uh, commercial with that Wanderer song? Right. You know, I'm the guy. You know, has just oh, a yeah, fun yeah, yeah. like live action. It's an awesome ad. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently the '60s pop star, the Dion, the guy Dion DeMucci, who <laughs> that's his song. He's suing Cinemax.
0: Oh wow! For like,
1: for part of it, it's like you know, maybe it's all licensing fees, and they used it in certain places. But a big part of his thing is that he he objects to the amount of violence. He said he wasn't allowed to approve the trailer. And that he uh, he he says hold on they they were the commercials were objectionable because they featured repeated homicides in a dark dystopian landscape where violence is glorified as a sport. The killings and physical violence were what not were not to protect innocent life but instead were repugnant and morally indefensible. The mouse is messing up images so designed to appeal to young consumers but it but he it's did. a very weird like high road like part of this thing where he's like. I would have rather him focused on. That's what he said. That's the part that I liked. He said, "He said if I had been able to, like, you know, consult on." He said, "I would have rather requested they focused on post apocalyptic struggle for survival without the craven violence." This is <laughs> this is right a weird thing where I didn't know this is possible because we always see them use these anachronistic songs, you know, as part of the marketing. That's it's almost like a really thing people need to stop where they take. Sometimes I still like them though, where they take this kind of '80s pop song, and they make a depressing version of it, and they use that in the trailer.
2: Oh, like the Gears of War stuff. Well, that's games. what
1: started it, yeah. but now every trailer for AAA game, it <laughs> we they had the it, during the, uh, the the not the Sea of Thieves, the uh, Skull and Bones trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. And it had that Seal song. It had a weird, you know, that I'm never gonna survive, that crazy song. No, sing it again it, for us. No. Yeah, I totally <laughs> got that one going more time. Well, <laughs> I can't. We're gonna have to pay if I sing you more. But like, <laughs> That's true. because it's so accurate. And <laughs> 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 Seal, they had that seal version. I was throat? like, now we're <laughs> taking Seal single. It's not even Kiss from a Rose. Crazy <laughs> uh, as well, like yeah, it's Turn a, it off. Uh, anyways, I, it's just interesting that there's like, well, I just used your song, but. Of course this, like, old guy from the 60s is not going to understand what Fallout 4 is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
2: But, but, like, who signed off on this, all right? Because, like, I'm sure legal documents were signed to use this song. Right. And so is he, like, just, like, tottering around his mansion or whatever? Like, oh, God, that's what happened? Like, you know, sorry, I don't know the background of this. But it almost sounds like he didn't know what he, like, signed off on to get money. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, I didn't right. want to do that. And it's like, well, tough shit. You should have researched it's just weird, you know, because people. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Like I don't understand games,
1: but I mean, I guess it, I don't know.
2: It's uh, well, I mean, fair enough. It's, you know, he can try. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, so, we'll, so we'll we'll we'll
1: follow up on that, I guess. Um, the last story, real quick, before we go for break, and and is after E three, E three, end the news, but literally the next week, Nintendo announced the SCNS Classic, the little mini. SNES version, like they had the NES version last year. The SNES is now this year. Right.
0: I never um, had that, so it would be nice. To you get never that. had a SNES?
2: No.
1: Oh, my God. I got a
2: SNES. Got a this, SNES. I'm excited about this. <laughs> yeah, shut up. I don't, I don't need your classic. I don't need to go on <laughs> eBay and pay way too much for it, because Nintendo, yet again, underproduces a... Well, this Frickin one is going to be it'll have two
1: controllers. <laughs> Hopefully, that controller won't be two feet long like it was before. Did you see that? How it was like, oh, yeah, that super was short. Right.
2: That so but dumb.
1: this one's really cool because they have the games, they have only like 20 games, but it has them on my, it has literally, this might be one of my five games all the time. Final Fantasy 3 on there, which is the sixth, that's the oh, game that, that got me awesome into games. Game. Uh, I love that game. But of course, you can't, the thing about this is like, I have it on my phone mm-hmm. now too. So <laughs> it's like, I don't, um, but they also, on this, the thing that's trying to get people with, they have Star Fox 2 never got released, right? Yep. They're yeah. they're releasing it on this, which is weird, because you know yeah, they had to go back Punch to Out old too. assembly code. Yeah, Super Punch-Out, they have, you know, all the big, you know, Street Fighter 2, Turbo, Super Mario yeah, but, World, Super Mario no, no, that,
2: that's, that's That Star Fox thing is kind of an interesting deal, right? It's like... I don't know why they didn't release it the first time, but now they decided to, like, you know, just go back and what, like you said, grab the source code and port it or like, well, because you know, did there's, they finish for years, it, or was, it or revamp it? Yeah, you know? for years
1: there was a fan version because apparently there was like an early build of it that got, you know, leaked or something like a long time ago. Yeah. And the fans had to do a lot of work to it to fix it, to make it work and like to, you know, I mean, to, to finish it basically. And so they had to do some work to this. So that's just weird. It's like you're a part of the dev teams like, well, you're gonna go work on this game. It's in. I don't know what they. I mean, it was all assembly because I even remember back then because I was reading up on Final Fantasy a long time ago. Because SNS didn't have a C compiler, right? So it's assembly code. But I'm sure they had, they wrote it in C or something and they just compiled it down and put it on there. But just imagine that project <laughs> going back to this old game that's literally that would have been
2: interesting. Yeah,
1: thirty years old, twenty years or so. I, I'll try to go. They can't pre-order the United States though, so. My,
2: hey, my question is, are any of the devs getting paid for that shit?
1: No. Most of them are first party, so Nintendo's getting paid nah, for it. That's true, never mind. Donkey Kong Country, I beat that game. I
2: like that game. Show okay, off. yeah, go keep keep bragging what I else know, right? Do? <laughs> I beat that game you. I beat that, you that game too. before
1: it came out. I I went I got that game I had that pre-ordered at Toys R Us and they broke Street Date and they just gave it to me like four days before it came out and I beat it. I don't do that. I hate platforms. Toys
2: R Us under the bus, by
1: the way. Yeah, (laughs) Toys R Us Savannah. They don't have the standards. They don't have the regulations. (laughs) Um, that's it. That's all I got. It's this is some fun stories. Some good stories. Really good.
0: Yeah, a lot of stuff.
1: All right. Well, we'll take a break and we'll be back to say goodbye. All right, before we go, we have a little housekeeping to do. Uh, if you haven't, even though we've been... I think we've been fine. We do three episodes a month. I think that's good. Oh, by the way, this we'll is big better. big news. We didn't even talk about this. We didn't do anything special. This is our celebration right now. As if you're listening to this on a Friday or Saturday when this comes out, if you're not, then who cares? But... <laughs> It is our two-year anniversary. This episode 80 is around two years from when we started the oh, show. Oh, yeah, It is. It's a Saturday, the huh? July 15th. July 15th. Wow.
0: 2015 oh, We're is when getting we started old.
1: this. Yeah. So I think 80 episodes in the two years is pretty good, considering we've been super busy and jobs and moving and right. all the stuff. It's
2: only 12 weeks off a year. It's
1: yeah, bad. that's not bad. We got to, we had to have a vacation. Right. <laughs> um, but <what> we do, <laughs> even though um, there might not be an episode you know, every day yeah. like some people want... Uh, what you can do is go to our Facebook group every day. It's the debug lounge in there. We have constant stuff. It's getting really busy in there lately. It really is. We have people join constantly, but there's three or four stories there every time I check it every few hours And there the people are posting cool tutorials they found. They're posting their games. They're, you know, asking questions. Free books really, a month
0: or a week or whatever.
1: Yeah. I, I just really appreciate people are like posting really cool articles and stuff in there. I'm like, thanks. Right. <laughs> this is pretty neat. Or like when sales are in some other things. So yeah, And they also like, um,
0: people are average, like if they release a game or they do on a Kickstarter, they they post it there and you can go and support and see what they're working on and see what they've done in Unity. So it's all, or not necessarily Unity, but what they've done in their game. So it's actually cool to, you know, bounce ideas off it and get feedback on what you're working on too.
1: And that's a great place if you have feedback because we don't have any, that's basically our forum. So if you have people do that too, they have feedback on these episodes you're listening to. Right. If you have something, comments, criticism, constructive criticisms, any of that stuff, go in there, talk to us, you know, it'll be fun. so to do that, just go to Facebook and search for the debug lounge and we'll add you to that and you can join in on the fun. Right.
0: Cool. Uh, outside of that, if you want to, if you're enjoying what you listen to, if you're like Jean Paul and love the show and you want to find a way to contribute and help out and just show your appreciation, you can show your appreciation on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash the debug log. Uh we have uh like we've mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh uh an upcoming Google Hangout with the four of us, five of us, assuming Eduardo doesn't
2: hears this, knows this <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> exactly. yeah,
0: exactly. Uh but yeah, you'll be able to talk to all of us or at least a good majority of us on Google Hangout, see our pretty face. Uh, and we can see your pretty face. Um,
2: oh, damn. I got to get a haircut.
0: Yeah. Now. Yeah, you do. Makeup.
2: <laughs> Makeup. <laughs> Makeup.
0: But yeah, right now we we have John Paul, I think, is our sole uh, hangout person. So if you guys are interested in it, we're going to be doing it in the next two
1: weeks, max. Week or so. Week yeah or so. By the end of... We're in the middle of July. By the end of July, we'll do one. Right. And <laughs> so. we'll
0: let you guys know. Uh, so get on that while you can. Uh, donate on Patreon. Again, that was patreon.com slash log. All right,
1: that was good. That was gross. nice. It's fun. I'm gonna go check out some new Unity stuff now. Now I feel like I need to go make some more stuff. Right, absolutely. To that, but that's good. Oh, so any? We'll go ahead. No, just the for you, Andrew. Someone wrote on our wall, I think, or not our
0: wall, but our uh, our website about your your company. You haven't? They're they're
1: eager to. Oh, yeah, I saw, I saw that. Oh, or somebody good. sent us and somebody sent us a comment. Right, right. Yeah, about that. It's like nothing in great games. It's like <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs>
0: <Cool>.
1: <laughs> I can't post just Zach's code. I have to post some of my stuff I'm doing. But Right. It's the last, I've been on vacation for the last month. So. <laughs> Not a month, but it feels like that. What
2: the that. hell, man? What kind of... <laughs> From like pto to you, you now it, nah, it's
1: summer we have kids in the summer so it's just a crazy schedule i'm excited you're not a
2: teacher though i mean how nah,
1: do you have much PTO? but i have to take my just a family just <laughs> this is this is a, this is outside of this, this, is, outside. this is an offline conversation <laughs> all right let's wrap it up all right until next time you can find me on twitter i'm at andrew underscore curry that's C U R R I E. and i am at o beans that's
0: o with an h beans with a z you can find me on twitter and instagram at that
2: and I'm at R E Kilgore, K I L L G O R E. Are we eating something or something? No, my cat is trying to <laughs> eat me right now, actually. Yeah. Nixie, stop it. Oh, wait. On that note, we'll see you later. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no! Bye. Save me!